Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. See you wherever you might be in the wonderful region of Gippsland. Hope your weekend's going well so far. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. I'm Ian Doherty. I'll be your host right through until 5 o'clock this afternoon. And sitting right alongside me, mate, co-commentator, Aidan Box, the sports reporter from the South Gippsland Sentinel Times. Hope I got that right. Boxy, welcome aboard. Good to be here, Wiz, as usual. What a remarkable day it is here at Inblock. It sure is. Uh, plenty going on here, and it's got a finals feel to it straight away. We're only here a couple of weeks ago, and it definitely feels different. I'll tell you what else it feels different, because sitting in between us today is a key defender from the Killy Bass <laughs> Football Club, our producer, and today a special comments man as well, and our netball <laughs> correspondent, Sam Watson. What I Welcome, mate. Yeah, good to be here, boys. Not sure I'll be doing too many special comments today, but certainly keeping you up to date with the netballers as the uh, Killy Bass Panthers make their first appearance in the uh, A-grade and B-grade finals in a very long time. So looking forward to today. Well, it's uh, been a big week, but none bigger for Killy Bass, and they're right in amongst it uh, with netball. So good luck to the ladies down there at the Panthers, and I'm sure we'll be getting updates throughout the afternoon from you, Chief. That's uh, very good. Uh, Big week for you. Boxy, what have you been up to? I've been flat out, mate, up in the city. Watching, uh, watching the pies get up last night as a Hawthorne supporter. Does that make you feel good? To yeah. make you hate more on Essendon than you did before? <laughs> well, they're not that hard to beat, the pies, as our boys showed a few weeks ago, but well, apparently the, they are. Well, the Bombers have played them back into form, <laughs> evidently. I went to bed early last night. I'd had enough of it. Watched the golf for a few minutes, which is like taking a sleeping tablet, and um, away we go. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to the Bombers. Just completely shot themselves in the foot. They were contenders a couple of weeks ago in fifth, and then they had... Two complete embarrassments, that's all I'd call it. Well, luckily, sports looking all right here in Gippsland, in fact, and plenty going on today for Saturdays in Gippsland. Uh, we'll be talking a little later on in the show to Coraline superstar and 100 goal kicker Nathan Gardner. Of course, hot or not, we have every week. Come on, man. And we'll also be talking to Nanagoon senior coach Justin Stanton. And of course, finals underway here in the West Gippsland, West Gippsland competition starting this weekend. It's elimination final day uh, weekend this weekend. Elimination final day oh, number one today. Uh, and it's Turidan who finished third, hosting Warrigal Industrials, who finished sixth this afternoon. And we're covering that live here on SEN Track. And tomorrow, Coraline will be playing against... Nanagoon. Nanagoon. Thanks, boys. <laughs> of course, we're talking to Justin Stanton there. I knew I'd forget it somehow. And, of course, on SEN Track 91.9 this afternoon from 2 o'clock, it's uh, elimination final qualifying, da- qualifying final. final day today in the Alabank competition. Alabank so, and Trafalgar. And that'll be a good game. The Bloods and the Eagles too. So yeah. it'll be Robbie and uh, Dill covering that one from 2 o'clock. You're welcome to switch over for that one if you're not already there. So plenty going on, boys. But time for the notice board just quickly. Uh, got a couple of uh, little ones for our friends, the umpires. Uh, get footy without umpires. And this is a big one. So firstly, uh, South Gippsland Umpire Association uh, field umpire Paul Carter for 600 games today at Lee and Gatha. 
Uh, he's um, 14 senior grand finals. His career is a life member of the South Gippie Umpires Association and today runs around in that game at Leangatha with his kids Max and Lucy who are also umpiring the game. Wow. Which is pretty special, isn't 14 it? 14 grand finals. That's incredible. Congratulations to him and what a great day running around with your own kids. That's, it would be awesome. a perfect day for it today. Drove past Lee Gather on the way here today and a big crowd in for the final round of the home and away season. At Gippsley there. 800 games to Alex Cooper, 15 grand finals, five years on the committee at the Latrobe Valley Umpires Association, which is pretty good. Well done, Alex. 800 games. I don't reckon I've watched 800 games of local footy, to be honest. 150 games for Alessio Zapula after 12 seasons of service. He's done it the hard way, but well done, Alessio. 150 games there. That's pretty good as well. Have we got any others on your notice board there? So we got the big man and the heart and soul at Coraline, Billy Thomas, brings up game 100 in a final tomorrow. Congratulations to him. And a good one to mention today since the Seagulls start their trip trying to go back to back. James Trezise, who was pivotal in their grand final uh, success last season, is a sort of that connecting half forward player. He makes his AFL debut tomorrow for Richmond in Adelaide against the Power. So congratulations to him. He was pick 13 in the mid-season draft. I played a bit of footy with James. He's a great fella and deserves it. So Exciting name, times for name James. in the there. back pocket, I think, Boxy. Is that right? I think so. So last year, obviously, as I mentioned, he was a, a bit of a connecting forward. Great half forward. Played a bit like Bailey Fritch for the Seagulls. But since playing Richmond VFL at the start of this season, he's been converted to a defender and doing it really well. Uh, good on him. Exciting times for James. Good luck to him with the Tigers there. Also, a special congratulations to the Boysdale Briaglong senior women's team on their win last weekend in the grand final over Moe Nubra Allies. And that's in the uh, women's grand final at Ted Summit and Reserve in Moe. A good win by them. Lovely stuff. Uh, and speaking of grand finals, this grand final day today in the uh, Omeo District League. Uh, and it's Omeo Ben, ben-, ben- Ambra. Uh, up against Swift Creek today, and we'll be getting updated scores all afternoon from our friend Owen Carter, who's very good at keeping us up to date with the scores there. Good on you, Owen. So we've got Karamburra Banner obviously advertising for a senior coach as well, Wiz, as Paul Fermanis has stepped down. Yes, and we spoke with Paul a few weeks ago in the match of the day call there, but he's settled in nicely at uh, the bar. I think he's there to stay. I think he might be keen to still have a kick if they get the right coach. He'll, de- he'll definitely keep playing. And like he's he one will. of those kind of blokes that'll play until their body gives way. Footy's in his blood. And he still moves all right, too. We saw him before. Actually. He's getting around okay. And whoever they get, I think Paul's still be well involved you know, in the coaching ranks. He, I assume he might be an assistant. He, he lifted that group really well this season. And Jay Walker, in particular, who won their best and fairest by 52 votes, if you don't mind, um, the young and, star of the competition. And I reckon he's a top five smoky for the league BNF as well. Not saying he'll win it, but top five, definitely, Jay Walker. Watched him play a few weeks ago and a terrific performance. Congratulations also to Coraline Football Club's Nathan Gardner on kicking eight goals last Saturday to bring up his century for the season in the final round of the home and away season. We'll be talking to him uh, not long from now on Saturdays in Gippsland. And just one final one, talking of coaches, as we did there, there's another West Gippsland club looking for a senior coach uh, as of an announcement this week, uh, and I'll read this one. Senior coach Paul Carvis will not be continuing as senior coach effective immediately. So we spoke with Paul during the year, gentlemen, and uh, mm. thought he was doing a tremendous job developing a young team there. And uh, yeah. really, uh, I, I, that comes as a major surprise for me. I didn't see that coming so at all. This year was his second year, obviously coming from Lean Gatha, where he was highly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They were. They kind of knew where they were. At. They had a lot of young kids, uh, but 
they, they've always got strong juniors, Garfield, and had progressed nicely in the last couple of years. It just felt like they were building towards uh, being a really competitive side. And I thought that Carbis was the man to uh, steer them through, but obviously they've uh, decided to move on, and I'm not sure why, but we'll see how they go finding a new senior coach for next season. Mm. It's yeah. an interesting. It's definitely an interesting move. They, it, as, as you said off air before, Wiz, probably makes you think that they have already got their man in line when you when you're parting ways with somebody like Carlos. Oh, and I don't like it. I don't like it. <clears throat> That's what it, sm- it smells like. Unfortunately, I've seen it too often. Um, well, they'll yeah. say they'll make up some sort of excuse, and they've got someone ready and waiting. No yeah, good. such a buy-in with the young players down there. So, yeah, it, it makes me wonder what what they'll think and whether they get the same retention. With him going, but and well, what, what I've heard, I've heard that this could be could be false, but the leadership group wanted him to stay, but the club thought better, and um, we'll, we'll have to reach out to the club and see see what well, the case really was. I but. suppose the thing is, if you put in charge of running a football club, you've got to take responsibility for your decisions, and they've made a decision. Uh, I guess the proof will be in the pudding at some point in the future. But um, well done to Paul on his couple of seasons with uh, the Stars, and hopefully he uh, turns up somewhere else. Uh, with another gig and continues to teach young men how to play football. I've got one other. Speaking of netball, you're our netball correspondent. I've got a question <laughs> for you, Sam. Uh, there was an announcement during the week from Netball Victoria that there are three new teams in the State League competition next year. The Bendigo Strikers, the Western Warriors, will be based in Melton, beautiful part of the world, mm-hmm. and the Gippsland Stars, presumably based in Gippsland. So, well done, the Gippsland Stars. They're up and running. They'll be competing in that competition next year. I have one question for you. Do you have to play, because it was a Gippsland League launch, do you have to play for a Gippsland League club to be selected in the Stars squad, or how's that going to work? I wouldn't have thought. No, I'd Uh, say you can come from anywhere. um, You're a gambler, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, not really. Not a massive one. but I'll, um, I'll bet you anything you like that you've got to be with the Gippsland League club okay. to get picked. We'll see. We'll, well see some good netball talent in the Gippsland region. So some I think, exceptional I think they'll be talent. Yeah. I think they'll be, well, more, more than fine. So just another one I've got. Yep. Uh, got to look after the young fellas. The South Gippsland Junior Football Competition has their grand finals in the under-12s and under-14s tomorrow. So good luck to all the young fellas yeah. and girls in that competition. Hopefully you can get yourself a premiership. All right, now let's get to quickly a preview of the Allen Banker District uh, no, qualifying final. I'll get that right eventually. Qualifying final this afternoon. And uh, that one is at Nyora next yep. to the Speedway there. And it'll be the Bloods, Trafalgar, up against Neerham South, the reigning no, premiers. Allen Bank. Oh, sorry, Allen Bank. Neerham South. He's Ellen getting Bank. old. I am getting old. I'm a little bit... Uh, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I've, got it, I've got it here for you. you, you so, yeah, we go. The Eagles and the Bloods. Uh, what are your thoughts on who's going to win that one? Why, boys? Uh, well, Trafford are in the better form. They're they playing good footy, they? They knocked off Allen Bank only a few weeks ago and also Neerham. And it's... I've always thought that Traff have probably been down on their lofty expectations as a club the last couple of years in the Allen Bank League because in mid-Gippy they were an absolute powerhouse. They, mm. You could almost bank them to make the grand final almost every year in, in um, the mid-Gippy League. But um, they're starting to hit their straps now. I'm not sure if they've had a, got a few players back from injury or if they're just starting to finally gel under coach Tom Hallinan. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon Traff might... might Pull off a. It probably will be an upset if they win, but I reckon Traff might get the job done against Allen Bank today. Well, we noticed in notice board last week or the week before, I think Tom Hallen had extended into the mm. 24 season next year, so they're backing him in, the coach, uh, and they're playing some good footy. So I think I'm with you. I, uh, from betting man, I'll pop a couple of lazy 
Bob, on um, on the Bloods but, getting up yeah, in that one Alan, today. Alan Maker's still a really good side, and I think they're the only side to beat Bullen this year from, from memory. Yep. So uh, we know there's a lot of talent at Alan Maker. It actually will be a cracker of a contest. Oh, their today, best so. foot is good enough. There's no yeah, doubt about sure. that. Yeah, absolutely. I and, think... Uh, the, the Bullen boys will be watching this one really keenly, yeah. trying to, uh, looking to see who their yeah. opponent will be next week. Pretty important week off, isn't it? Of course, the elimination final tomorrow yeah, is Neerham uh, and Puong. Of course, Puong, the big improvers uh, this season, of course, but they've got to face up to the reigning premiers. And, uh, yeah, Neerham uh, uh, get the job done comfortably tomorrow. Yeah, I Langley. think so. Neerham get it done, get through to the first semi, and they'll face the loser of today's qualifying yes. final. So... Yeah. Uh, in the Ellen Bank Such comp. an advantage to finish first in, in the top five comp, isn't it? I the, still... What same with thoughts? the Gippsland League. I reckon Gippsland the League final five is the best of the McIntyre systems, don't you reckon? As in, so is, you reward the side that finishes on top rather than the two sides on top? Is that yeah. what you're trying to... Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the AFL, there's often a lot of criticism that finishing on top, you don't get anything, any other advantage compared to the side that finishes second. So. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad... Not a bad call, Wiz, but I just—it's oh, it's just such a big advantage to finish in that first spot. And yeah, I, I might be biased, but I, I like the one that the West Gippsland competition get with, and the West Gippsland comp actually run that one before Warragong yeah. and came in, and I found it. Well, I used to play in that in the under eight. I was in the under eight ends at the time. I found it fun, but I like this one a bit better. It adds a bit more intrigue. Uh, towards the top because they're counting for two spots instead well, of one. Uh, there's two different final six systems in the McIntyre, so we've only got one of them on display here, but that's probably a conversation for another day. Speaking of West Gippsland, today, the uh, elimination final number one, Warrigal and Turidan today. Uh, interesting, uh, last year, Warrigal lost the preliminary final by a kick in extra mm. time. Yeah. Uh, this year, 11 wins, 7 losses and 6th position. Average points, 481. Average against, 58.8. Their leading goal, kicker is Mason McGarity with 60 majors for the season. How does that measure up against their opponent today? The reigning Premier. 14 wins, 4 losses and a draw this year for third place. That well, third place and they're playing in a knockout final. Their average 493 average against 51 and Scanlon's their leading goal kicker with 42 goals. Interestingly, I did a bit of research the other night in anticipation for this game. Mm-hmm. Their traditional Anzac Day rivals since coming into the competition in 2019. They've yep. played Five times, Warrigal has never defeated Turin Delmore mm. in this competition. Yeah, that's an interesting status in itself. <laughs> but they've also never played a final against each other, so that's on the dusty side. That yep. could be a f- could be a day of first for them. Well, they're 0-2 Warrigal this season, of course, going down on both occasions, and Scanlon kicking three goals. Yeah. Also, for they're Turin. they're the only side that Warrigal hasn't defeated in this competition is Turin Delmore. Yeah, as well. It's um. I played. We played. Kelly Bass played against Turidan last week, and they were pretty, pretty sharp. They seem pretty tuned up by they, now, don't they? They. Uh, what we did here is that they are 100% fit. They don't have a single injury at the moment, Turidan. So, I know Warrigal have got good form in finals, and um, we're only kickoff making the grand final last year. And Hamid Singh uh, usually fires his side up in final series, but I expect Turin to, to get it done today. I think I'll just have a little bit too much class for yeah. the Dusties, but uh, it, it should it still should be a good game. I'm, I think Turin are the strong favourites. Well, they've gone in unchanged as listed 
from that game against yes. your Panthers last yeah, week, yeah. Watto. So against a side in Warrigal who's bringing about four or five in, mm. I assume. It's hard to work out the changes there. Well, I was told three, but there's one listed that wasn't, and I, I don't understand. So, <laughs> yeah, they might be... At this time of year, sometimes it's a bit of a battle to get your side together here. And, of course, tomorrow, elimination final number two, Coralin mm. against Nanagoon. Three versus four on the ladder. One of them has to go. Um, we've got about a minute, boys. What, what are your thoughts? I think Nanagoon enter that game as favourites. However, Coralin... Knocked them off times this year. Yeah, they're two and zero against Nanagoon yeah, this eight, year. Eight points and then twenty nine points, I believe, and uh, so that's obviously something that Coralin will take a bit of confidence out of heading into the game. But I just think overall, if Nanagoon, I'm not sure what injuries they've got. If they are close to being fully fit, they'll be too strong for Coralin tomorrow. But we'll see. It's 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 going to be it's going to be their ability to shut down Gardner, and that'll probably decide the game. I, I agree. I think a full-strength Nanagoon, for me, is the best-placed side outside the top two to win the grand final. Yeah, you're right. We'll wait and see. I think Gardner's the X-factor there, as is Ryan Gillis, who's probably my favourite, most charismatic <laughs> player in the competition, no doubt about that. Looking forward to that one tomorrow from 2.10pm. Got to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. Still to come, hot or not, Nathan Gardner, speaking of him, the 100-goal kicking uh, champ for this year. Uh, come on, man. And we'll be speaking to the Nanana Goon coach a little later on in the hour. So we'll take a break. More Saturdays in Gippsland right after this. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed, and we're live at Inverloch Recreation Reserve on a spectacular August Saturday afternoon. Finals have arrived, elimination final day here at Inverloch, and a little later on this afternoon, we'll be covering that one for you. Tour and Delmore against Warrigal Industrials in a do-or-die elimination final in the West Gippsland competition. Looking forward to that one. Last week in the West Gippsland competition, uh, there was a key man within that uh, comp, uh, booted eight goals for his side, including three of the last four in the final quarter to get his side over the line. But one of them in the third quarter was his 100th goal for the year. Nathan Gardner joins us on the line. Nath, uh, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. G'day, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it on your uh, day off. Of course, preparing for the big one tomorrow. Uh, we've been building up for this. I think we covered you in the week before when you only got a couple against Warrigal and finished on 95. Got the impression you were pretty keen to get it done in the end. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, pretty pretty nervous, sitting in the nervous 90s, obviously. But, um, no, it was good good to get over and done with and um, get the monkey off the back. Uh, and a spearing pass coming in from a teammate there, 30 metres from goal. I think Heath Briggs was the one that... Popped it down your throat there. You just went back. What was going through your mind uh, as you lined up, knowing this was going to be number one hundred? Uh, well, I had a had a couple of shots uh, from exactly the same spot earlier in the game. One in the first, and one just before that. And I pushed them both right. So, pretty much, just don't kick it right, basically. <laughs> Guards, you obviously, as the boys mentioned, they. Uh, you, finished on 95 with one round to go. How, how much did you want to make sure that you got the 100 uh, goal mark in the home and away season and not, and not uh, do it in the first final? Uh, yeah, oh, just, it, yeah, it, it, I was just happy to get it, to be honest. If it was in the finals or if it was in the, in the home and away, I didn't really, I wasn't too bothered as long as I got there. But um, no, the boys, 
boys looked after me a fair bit on the day. Um, had a fair bit of footy coming my way, so yeah, no, I was just happy I got it done the home and away. And now we can um, yeah focus on trying to get the win tomorrow. Yeah, and you speak of the win, Nathan. Thanks for coming on. You played the same uh, team last season in the finals in Nargoon, and you've won both matchups this season. What's the belief like around the group going in tomorrow? Yeah, no, belief's huge. Um, Sparky really, really drills that into us. That um, yeah, we've got the we've got the players, and um, like we've got the cattle, and we know what we need to do to win the game. As long as we stick to our uh, stick to our, our game plan, basically, we know that it'll it'll hold up against anyone. So. Yeah, belief's huge, um, and yeah, like I said, as long as we, we stick to how we want to play, we know we can get the job done. And what's it like playing in the same forward line as Ryan Gillis? Does he steal a couple <laughs> from you a, few, a bit, or have you you play really well? Tell us a bit about him. Nah, G-Man, uh, he's he's awesome. He's um, he's probably one of the most odd blokes you'll ever meet, but uh, no, nah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's, um, he's 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 a good bloke to hang have have next year. Um, he'll stick up for you if there's any little fracas or anything, but no, nah, he's he's awesome to play with. He, he's a really smart footballer. He knows where to lead as a forward. Um, and yeah, I, I reckon we work really well together. So yeah, nah, really well. Who do you think you'll uh, you'll get tomorrow against the Goon Guards? Do you know who your opponent will be? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Hot Dogs Blackwood, um, the big fella down back. He he's come to me. He came to me the last uh, the last time we played him. Um, yeah, I think I think he's most likely the the bloke that'll go to me. He's pretty strong um, and he's quick too. So he's always a good matchup. We always have a good a good battle between us. So I think it'd probably be him. And obviously, kicking a hundred goals, you haven't had too many defenders that have given you much grief throughout the season. But which which uh, defend defenders or defensive groups have you been uh, impressed with throughout the year? <laughs> Don't say Killy Bass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, I'd probably have to say probably Turretin. Um, just they got they got the big fella Ray Lingle. Um, I played a bit of footy with him at Frankston. They got him down at fullback, and he's he's strong as an ox, so it's pretty hard to try and shift him uh, in the contest. But yeah, they 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 got a pretty good unit down back, and it's always hard to try and pick one or two against them. We're just watching your reserves boys run around against IK guards. Is there any blokes out here for you guys that might get? back in the side next week if, if you do get, uh, get the job done against Nana Goon tomorrow? Yeah, no, nah, definitely. We've got, we've got very good depth um, down in the twos for us. We've got a bloke out there near Liam Taylor. He's probably, probably racking it up as we speak. Um, and then Shawnee Wilson down back and, and Joshy Wilson up forward. There's, there's plenty of blokes there that can um, you know come in and, and play their role if we need them to. Um, but yeah, no, nah, we've, got, we've got a pretty good, uh, we've got very good depth, depth in our twos. Mate, looking forward to tomorrow, no doubt about that. Just wanted to sort of backtrack a little bit. I noticed in the, in the interview you did with the Packen and Gazette, we talked briefly about your background. Of course, standing on Stingrays, Casey Demons, uh, Cranny under-18s before that. How did all that ended up getting you to a place like Coral Inn? Uh, oh, I started uh, when, I, when I went to Cranny. Um, yeah, just after me... Uh, oh, it, was, it was during Stingrays. I signed there as my local club and um, Sparksy. Uh, was just playing alongside me in the 18s, and um, yeah, throughout the years he's, he's ended up being one of my best mates. So uh, he went he went out to Coraline a couple of years before I did, and then just got the phone call from him and just said, "Come down, have a kick," and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. 
So you've re-signed for next year, I believe, guards. How, how much do you enjoy playing your footy at Caroline? Yeah, no, I've re-signed again. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, I think I said in that interview we were talking about with Dave, um, I just said it's, a, it's just a family club. Um, like, it's not just me heading down there and training and then playing on a Saturday. Like, the whole family comes down, my wife and, and the little one. Miller, she comes down as a runner around, and, and mum and dad love it. They love the club. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a good place to be. Is it your dad that takes all the photos? I see him come up on uh, the socials. Yeah, it is. Uh, he'll, he'll love this. He'll love getting a little bit of a mention on the radio. But um, <laughs> He's a good yeah, photographer. No, he takes some great shots. Yeah, no, he does. He's, he's been doing it for a long time now. I think probably when I was in Stingrays, he, he just bought a camera just to have a little bit of a play around. And, um, yeah, obviously he, he takes some ripper shots, so he's, he's sort of followed me wherever I've gone and taken, taken some pics. And, yeah, the boys love the photos, and, um, yeah, and he enjoys taking them. If it's uh, not to be Coralyn's year this year, guards, who, who do you think is the main fancy to take out the West Gippy flag in the senior footy? Ooh, um, yeah, if, it, if it's not us, which I, I reckon it probably will be. Um, <laughs> I, I probably, I reckon Turretin, they, they've got a good brand of footy. Um, they're, they're strong all over the board, like up forward, down back, you know, they're, they're strong in, anywhere. Um, yeah, they're, they're more in block. I get it's it's finals footy, so any anyone in the top six, I reckon, could could get mm. it done. But I'd say yeah, two or in block if it if it's not us. Yeah, I um I don't know. I I get funny looks from some of the other guys, but at the moment, I uh, there's a little bit of X factor about you and your team, particularly uh, but you and um, Mr. Gillis, who uh, I, I I'm on record as saying I think he's the most charismatic footballer in the competition. <laughs> But uh, on your day, you can produce anything. I'll have a little fiver on you blokes for this final series if you can get past the reigning champs tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Like like we said before, we, you know, the boys, we've got a strong belief that we can we can go all the way this year. Um, and, yeah, like, like I said, finals footy, anything can happen. So, you know, if we come out and, and play the way we want to play, I reckon we can beat anybody. Well, you play the way you want to play, Nathan. We really appreciate you joining us today. Good luck tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the day off today. And good luck tomorrow up against the reigning champs. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Tough. No worries. Cheers, uh, guys. Nathan Gardner there, the 100-goal uh, kicker, century-goal kicker for the Coraline Football Club, joining us there on Saturdays on Gibson. Appreciate his time there. Uh, who are the reigning champs? Turden uh, are the reigning Turin. champs. That's, didn't I say that? No, 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 Goon, they're playing tomorrow. Oh, they are too. I've got, I've, I don't know what's going on with my head today. I'm looking at, I mean, team sheets pouring out of my printer this morning and all sorts of stuff going on. I've got it the wrong way around. And thanks That's for pointing right, that one out. That's right, mate. They'll make off the bench Hutchins kickers <laughs> next week. You're kidding. I swallowed a fly one week. That didn't make it. So, yeah. Or did it? I, we'll I, see how we go. I, I might not have been listening. Anyway, uh, it's time for Hot or Not. Thanks to Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Donalda Motors in uh, Mafra and Bensdale. This is Hot or Not. Hot or Not for Donalda Motors. Home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. You can go first, Sammy, because you've got to get to the All netball. Right. I'll, uh, I'll pose a couple to you, boys. Right. You have to finish. Now, history would back this statement up. Yep. You have to finish in the top two or have the first week off to win the flag in the West Gippie football netball competition. 
I'm going to go not. No, not. 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 Not, not this year. <laughs> not this year. I don't think. I think previously, as you say, history, yeah. I think the, the makeup of the competition, there was a little bit of a skill gap between the top two, top three, mm-hmm. and the rest of the six. Yep. This year, it's completely different. I think the top six are so evenly matched, you could argue maybe Inverloch a little bit ahead on the top. Yeah. But I think anyone outside the top six, even like Warrigal are six, and they play a perfect round of footy for finals. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think the competition's so much more even this year that that rule probably wouldn't apply. Where maybe it would normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's a couple of clubs that are playing this weekend that have got a little bit of X factor. Uh, if they can get a bit of momentum early. Yeah. In the series, uh, you never know. Next one. Yep. Bullen Bullen would rather play Alan Mack next week than Trafalgar to get into the Alan Mack grand final. Gee, it's a good question. I don't, you, we're getting in Bobby McCallum's head now. I don't know what he's thinking, but uh, I, if we're talking to Bob McCallum on air, I reckon his response would be, we'd be happy to play whoever they dish up. But uh, right now, I think Traff's probably one of the form sides in the comp, so he'd rather avoid him if he could. I reckon that's hot. Yeah, yeah hot. Uh, Boxy, you got any? I've got one. Hot or not, Dale Gawley will go one better and win the Competitions League Best and Fairest this season. Boy! (laughs) Boy. Now, okay, before we go, there's one bloke here can't answer that because he's a teammate. Nah, I'll I'll be honest. He's not going to win it. He's, uh, he missed he's, a lot of footy. He's had, uh, no, I don't think he missed the game. but he, Oh, I thought he missed a few. No, that was Gibbo. Oh, Gibbo, but, sorry. But, yeah, right. uh, no, he probably hasn't had as good a year as he did last year. And Nathan Foote will get more league votes than Dale Gawley this year, I think. I'm not sure he'll win the, the senior league BNF. I, I know for a fact that it's a tight finish. I've got the inside word. That so does that mean there's finish. someone out there that's counted him and knows? Yeah, and what about this, boys? Just noticing this, that umpire Alex Dixon's throwing the ball up in the air and Brent McCaffrey's roving it and getting it. Which, since when do the umpires yeah, throw, so the ball, throw the ball to the senior players to get uh, warm-ups? It's interesting. It's a good question. All the times we've, I've called Turin and Delmore this year, Brent does his own warm-up out on the wing, out on centre wing. He does a few run-throughs, a few shuttle runs and the like. And, yeah, umpire was throwing the ball up as he is now and... Brent must have just asked him nicely and a bit of roving practice mm. before he gets the, underway. The, the smart footballers, they always find a way to get on the side of the umpires, boys. And uh, <laughs> Caff is a smart footballer. Are you suggesting that that might uh, see him some favour during the course of the well, afternoon, Sam? Well, we know that he won the league BNF last year, so um, obviously the umpires do like him. So do we call that hot or not? Uh, yeah, hot. <laughs> hot it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, got any more, boys? That just about does us for this week. I've yeah. got an AFL one. I know yep. Hot or Not to, has traditionally been a uh, local one. Uh, Come on, man's been uh, the other one, but I've got one here. Uh, Sam Menegola at the Cats. Not offered a new contract. Obviously don't want him going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in his 30s. That's fair enough. So they don't want him going forward. Why would they pick him today? Oh, he's been a good serviceman for the, for the Cats and deserves one more game at the level before he... Rides off into the sunset, I think, Wiz. There's, a, there's still room for romanticism in the AFL, don't you think? So I didn't Maybe. think there was. I think there is. Why, why would McDonald Tipping Woody get a game last night? Uh, well, he wouldn't have got one based on his build. The front of his no. jumper looked a little bit <laughs> stretched, didn't it? I've got another one, uh, Gippsland-based. Yeah. Hot or not, Maui is the only side that can challenge Wonthurgy for the Gippsland League flag. Oh, boy. What about Lane no, Gather? Not. not. You, never, you never count out a champion, and that's exactly what Lane yep. Gather are. Yep. And my money's he, on Lee Gather. Oh, I think I think one Thaggy will win it. The oh. the the, uh, 
the momentum that they've got at the moment is incredible, it's big. and it's big. they've they'll be desperate. That they've never they've only made the grand final once, I think, in their time in the Gippsland League, which was almost ten years ago now, and uh, they'll be absolutely desperate. They won't get a better opportunity to win it than what they have this year, I reckon. But right. Maui, Maui, Maui are a really good side, but you'd never count out Langatha. Well, Langatha have got a few crucial injuries to Jack mm. Hume and Jake Vanderplight. Probably going to see no further part in yep. the season. Uh, so. But uh, Ganane kicking plenty of goals and in form as well. We'll wait and see. That was hot or not for Donalda Motors, your official Mitsubishi and tractor dealer. Your plan is Donalda Motors, Mafra and Benstar. Good people down there at Donalda Motors. All right, we're going to take a break, but still to come, Justin Stanton, the coach of Nanagoon. And come on, man, plenty still to come. And then the match of the afternoon here on SEN Track. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Back with more right after this. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed. And a beautiful uh, August Saturday afternoon here, live at Inverloch Congwek Football Club down here at the Rec Reserve. A big crowd in for this afternoon's elimination final. Saturdays in Gippsland here through till 1 o'clock, first and foremost. But joining us now as a guest... In the Alex Scott and Staff Broadcast Unit is the senior coach of the Nanagoon Football Club who feature in tomorrow's elimination final. Justin Stanton, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here and you've got the perfect vantage point. Uh, it's pretty good here, isn't it? Here. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just need a mini bar and a jacuzzi, probably. <laughs> uh, I know Aidan's working on that, but uh, <laughs> here we go. So we get to uh, the finals here. It's a brand new footy season. We know all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you find yourself uh, having finished in fourth position, pretty much the same as last year. Firstly, how's the season gone, and what about the preparations for tomorrow? Yeah, well, um, the season's gone well. Uh, first year at the club, uh, we didn't have any expectations, I guess, in concrete in the off-season other than to try and return to finals football like we were the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, the, senior, the, sorry, the season's had some challenges. We've had you know, a number of guys injured it for lengthy periods, um, but I guess so was every other team as well. So we're excited about um, making finals and we're yeah looking forward to the challenge that tomorrow's going to bring us. Big challenges tomorrow. You're playing against a pretty good footy team and, uh, of course, a man that's kicked a tonne for the season. We spoke to him uh, just before the break there, Nathan Gardner, 103 goals for the season. Who goes to him? Um... Jake Blackwood will go to him. Yep. Um, he's played played on him um, previous occasions, and probably had his lo- his colours lowered. But uh, so have many other backs. At the end of the day, um, yeah, we stick by our sort of process and, and we back our players in. And we just think that if there's better pressure further up the field, that'll um, that'll make it a little bit more challenging. But um, yeah, look, he's Gardner's an absolute star, isn't he? And and um, you know you've got to expect he's going to kick some goals. You just got to try and um, I guess nullify the amount of them. Now, Justin, we're speaking about big forwards. You've got one of your own, and he's had a pretty good duels with Nathan Gardner this season in Dermot Yorney. How have you seen his season, and how can he impact tomorrow? His season's been uh, been consistent. Um, what a lot of people don't realise, this is only his second year as a forward. Uh, he played last year for the first time, kicked 60-odd or 70 goals. Mm. But all his football's been as a centre-half back. Um, so what he has is he's got more uh, ability forward of the football, but he hasn't got developed... 
uh, any forward craft as far as yeah. um, you know leading and blocking and positioning and basically that's a that's a work in progress. Mm. Mm. So you know against lesser teams you can get away with it, um, but against the good teams that are structurally well well uh, balanced. He, um, he, he can find it difficult at times. But, yeah, look, you know, at the end of the day, he's kicked 60-odd goals, so it's, it's been another successful year for him. So 120 goals in two seasons. It's still to learn forward craft. Uh, give him a couple of years down the track, and he's uh, more experienced with playing in the front half. Could he potentially be the next man to kick a ton in the West Gippsland competition? Well, that's a, yeah, look, he's I wouldn't put him at the same level as Nathan Gardner, and, yeah. and Gardner's only done it once, hasn't he? Um, yeah, but he takes a beautiful <coughs> mark, though, does it, look, damn it. Yeah, he does. Um, what we don't have at the moment and what I guess Coraline and some of the others is is it multiple um, avenues to goal mm-hmm. uh, if once we get that he'll then Dermy won't be then the the, the, the sole focus yeah and therefore um, you know he, he might find himself who knows on a, on a second or third defender you know in future but we've got to yeah that's come with us developing guys coming through the junior ranks and, and equally trying to target some extra players in the offseason back to the season as a whole you're the only side to have defeated in Vlock Comac this season and wins like that against teams you'll probably face in the finals if you get to go deep. What is that what sort of momentum and confidence does that give you? Oh, it gives us a, a huge amount of confidence. Our best is as good as anyone. We think we're just we're just inconsistent and I guess that's I've said it to a number of people throughout the year. We've got a young list, so we can't take all the benefits that a young list offers, which is coachability and enthusiasm and, and youthfulness. But then you flip that on the fact that they just have moments as well where they they have lapses. So they just get lost. Yeah. yeah. So to knock off Inverloch was was great. You know, we we dominated Phillip Island for three and a half quarters, but 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 walked away with a draw. Yeah, we covered that one. We yeah. actually covered both of those games. Yeah. It's interesting. So we felt like you gave that one up and yep. allowed them back in, and and probably Phillip Island more than most have got the ability to come back into it. Yep. Um, what do you take away from the Inverloch games? We thought that last 15, 20 minutes, and we had tech problems, unfortunately. We were down to one microphone the last few minutes, but uh, that call of that game was probably one of the more entertaining finishes I've seen this season. What do you put that win down to? Yeah, I th- look, it was a belief, but we were just still running on top of the ground. Yeah. Um, and that's the advantage you get with young guys. If you give them a sniff and they've got a belief that they're still in it, uh, they can overpower any obstacle. And, yeah, and, yeah we thought... I can't remember. We might have won by three goals or something. In the end, yeah. Yeah, we might have won by five or six. The, the longer that game was going, the more the more we were running over the top. Oh, line. it was a tsunami uh, in the end, no doubt about that. Talking about other avenues to goal, of course, we saw earlier in the season, that Phillip Island game in particular, uh, young Burgoyne, uh, Trent, yep. um, who looked to be giving you a great avenue there, a real live wire. Um, but unfortunately, you lost him. Yeah, we did. Um, just before the clearances closed, he... Um, he uh, look it was a good it was a good and bad for for him unfortunately he um, he signed at Casey and he was expecting to be at Casey all year but he mm. needed to nominate a local club. Yep, um, we've got a good relationship with Casey, so um, we're able to get him as our as our local player, expecting to never see him. And he yep. played the first game, then got injured, and he came back for us the second game, and we just thought we'll have him for a week. But because Melbourne is such a strong club, he just couldn't force his way back in. Yeah, which meant we had him for a while, and then it got to a point where. The halfway mark, the feedback he was getting from Casey is that it didn't look like he was going to get much of an opportunity. It was a pull to go home. He's got some cousins in Horsham. He come to the club and said, look, I love Nana Gurn. I love what you guys have done for me, but I've got no family, I've got, go. got no friends. Mm. Yeah, I want to go and play with my family. So yeah. Yeah. We, we we signed the clearance straight away, and yeah, he went with our blessing. It's a great shame, though. It was a real um, real excitement machine, no doubt about that. But I mean, that's the way it falls with yeah, those sort of absolutely. guys, isn't it? Yep. 
So yeah, no, that gets what on. He, he fell in our lap, and and just as quickly he was, <laughs> he was up the highway. Enjoyed as a gift. Yeah, you that's had right. It, yeah. Just one on the footy club. Your ground's gone under a bit of redevelopment, and it looks an absolute carpet at the moment. Yep. How awesome's that been? Not only for you guys to run on the top of, as you mentioned, but for the whole club as a whole. Great. Um, of of first year at the club, I've previously observed the conditions at Nanagoon, and they're always been heavy at you know different parts of the ground. It's been a challenge for the footy club. They haven't been able to train on it. Uh, each year there's been restrictions placed on it, whereas, yeah, since the, the surface has been done, uh, it's held up magnificently well. As, you know, we had a lot of rain this week, especially early in the week. It's held up you know, amazingly well. Yeah, um, yeah and, and as a result of that, it allows you to train at your facility. The club then can generate um, Thursday night meals and... You know, you can you can attract players as well. Yeah, and it's that Santa Ana or the hybrid yeah. tiff tough or whatever it is. So it's really uh, robust grass. It is. And, uh, looks looks terrific there too. We, I think the day we've been there, there's a lot of rain leading up to it, but it played dry yeah, that it did. day. Yeah, so, yeah, it yeah. Did. No, just one. Sorry, to cut you off. Uh, just one on your juniors. Obviously, both 16s and 18s in the finals this year. I think uh, your under 16s boys had a win this morning. Yeah, they did. They they beat Cooey up. It was a um, good game. Yeah, the boys played really well. There's some really good talent coming through the 16s. The 18s they got belted by a far superior side in Phillip Island. Um, so their, their season's come to a halt. But um, yeah, really proud of both the 16s and the 18s. There's only six guys in the under 18s that are actually. To go up next year, um, so that list well, is good. they stay together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very young list, so that's that's positive. And I said the 16s, um, uh, they're coached by Glenn Cross, who's actually one of my assistants in the seniors. He's done a, a great job of, of getting those guys through today and on to next week. All right, finals have started, and of course you're here today watching uh, these two go around. You happen to win tomorrow against the Cobras. You yep. face the winner of today's final. What are you expecting to see this afternoon? Oh, I'm expecting to see. Um, I guess the big bodies and experience of Turretin, um and just whether they can get it on their terms. They'll want to keep it in close um, around the stoppages and so forth. They want they won't want the ball on the outside because that's where perhaps they'll they'll be uh, a little concerned about uh, the Dusty's ability to, to spread and, and run. And Harmut will want to have them structured to to not over commit it at the contest and have more guys on the outside to try and spread spread the bigger bodies of, of Turretin. So that's sort of how I expect it to mm. play out. Mm. Uh, there's some Turretin guys that are that are coming back from injuries. They might they might need it you know, they might be better next week if they if they're lucky enough to get through today. Just needing that extra run. So that'll be that'll be a challenge. Mm. Yeah, plenty of challenges. Looking forward to it. That's what finals footy's all yeah. about, I suppose. And it's uh, come down to minutes and inches at times. So, uh, hey, mate, uh, on a day we're here looking at the footy, not coaching, really appreciate you giving us some time for Saturdays in Gippsland. And uh, no doubt we'll talk to you again tomorrow. When you win, we'll see if we can grab you after the game. My after pleasure. you've had a win. Yeah. All right, Justin Stanton there, the senior coach of the Nanagoon Football Club, who are playing in elimination final number two tomorrow afternoon against Coralin at uh, Western Park in Warrigal. So, uh, yeah, Danagoon tomorrow, and he's here watching these two today to work out who they're going to play against. Pretty complex stuff. You can tell finals are up and running. And, uh, Justin, appreciate you giving us your time today, mate, too. Well done. Thank you. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yep. my pleasure. Thanks very much, guys, and have a great call. Thank you. Good luck tomorrow, mate. Appreciate it. We'll probably even have a yak to you as we go along. All right, here on Saturdays in Gippsland, it is time for... Oh, this is uh, the favourite roundabout now. Every Saturday afternoon, have a little segment that we like to call Come On, Man! Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man.
Come on, man. All right. Uh, it's, uh, I'll start with the first one here. Now, this is a bit of a long and convoluted one. I need you to concentrate on this one first and foremost. Uh, Gil McLaughlin, the chief executive of the AFL and his administration have been lecturing us all year, maybe even last year as well, about respecting the umpires. Umpire numbers are down. We've got to be nice to them. We need to promote it as a good profession. Respect the umpires. Don't boo them. Whatever you do, don't criticise the umpires. Then, last Saturday at the Adelaide Oval, the goal umpiring fiasco would seem a mistake has been made so bad it wouldn't just cost a team a game, but in fact, a finals appearance, highlighting in our view, a major flaw in the reviewing process behind goals and behinds. So, Gil comes out uh, and says, a mistake has been made, we take responsibility, and the umpire's been suspended for the rest of the season. In other words, it's not our fault, the umpire's stuffed up, but we've sacked him. Come on, man! Really? On, and by the way, has man. anybody checked if this... Come on, man! Is Come on, man! If he's okay, I, this ump. There's no way he got out of Adelaide. Okay. What, what sort of clown tell, lectures us about being nice umpires and then just pots him straight I, away? I was wondering if you were going to go there. It's 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 a pretty oh. pretty tough night on Saturday night for the Crows, and not only did he make that decision, he didn't review it when it's all there in place, and then he's made that call in front of the hill. So tough night for him. It is. You got one. Let's go. I've got one. So obviously Hawthorne played Melbourne on the weekend in. Uh, superstar tagger, if yep. you call him that, the best yep. in the competition. Finn McGuinness went to Clayton Oliver. <laughs> Just his second game back, kept him to 14 possessions. By the way, McGuinness had 13 himself. So nearly the same number. Yep. So that's important when you realise in the post-game presser, Simon Goodman, the winning Melbourne head coach, said clearly Finn McGuinness is someone that doesn't want the ball. Well, goody. <laughs> he had 13 and your man had one more. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. What a... Come on, man. Anyway, that just... On. Extend contract for being a dill. That's all I can think of. Hey, I've been reading. You know, I travel a bit with my other job, my day job, my real job. Uh, and I do a bit of reading when I travel. Been reading a book called The Boys Club by Michael Warner. I think he's an age journalist. Uh, and um, within the book, he's commenting on the AFL's apparent strategy to become a social commentator on all social issues instead of doing their job and running a football competition. I uh, don't know whether you've noticed that, but they have an opinion on everything. Anyway, uh, former CEO Andrew Demetrio was quoted as saying at lunch at a lunch at that time, with the demise of the Catholic Church, Australians now look up to the AFL for guidance. Come on, man! Oh, they must have been smoking scoobies <laughs> at that lunch. Anyway, hey, I've got one more, uh, and we're almost out of time here. This is a quick one. The Australian Electoral Commission, the head of it, Tom Rogers, uh, says at the voice referendum that ticks will be counted as yes votes, but crosses will not be counted as no votes. Come on, man. Are oh. you going to vote no then? Oh, I don't know. Wait, well, <laughs> that's just the point. I don't know whether you can. Hey, don't go anywhere uh, here on Saturdays at Gippsland. We're just about out of time. I'm going to throw back to the studio just briefly. But when we come back... When we talk of the SEN track match of the day, you've got a choice. 91.9 FM, the EDFL elimination for qualifying final today, Traff and Ellen Bank, or stick with us on 91.3 for elimination final number one in the West Gippsland competition, Turin and Dalmore against the Warrigal Industrial. Should be an absolute beauty. Not long to go, and we will be in action for the first final of 2023. Zia Dowdy on behalf of Aiden Box.
Wishing you all the best. We'll talk to you again soon in the match of the day. Bye for now.